0: This is episode 131 of the Ottawa Podcast. I'm Amon Bashir. With me is Keegan On and Rob Atrell. And our guest today is Mariam Zahuri. Uh, she's a community leader with Share for Ottawa and Montreal. How's it going, Mariam? Good. How are you doing? Good. So thanks for coming on the show, first of all. Uh, second of all, we have some beer in front of
1: us. Uh, Rob, what are we drinking today? Today we are drinking a beer that is called... Buenos dias, and this is a Groot ale. Uh, it appears to be citrus flavored, so it's brewed with organic lime juice, orange and lime peel, and sea salt. Oh my so, god! So, uh, Keegan, you you seemed <clears throat> was it you that was before the episode talking about being let down, or what? What was it you were saying? Generally, or by Groot, or by <laughs> Bose, or what was Yikes.
2: it? Yikes! No, that wasn't me. on. I said no such Interesting.
1: thing. Interesting.
2: I don't think anyone here on our sponsor-friendly show here is let down. No, by, by, a, by a Groot. <laughs>
1: by, specifically by a Groot ale. I <clears throat> really like the Groot ale. There are okay. other Groot ale. though. I don't know if like, like had lavender.
0: Had it. Do you know what a Groot ale is? I don't actually know. I don't know either. Rob,
1: uh, we looked it up. We've looked it up in the past. Yeah, actually, we have. I had and there's
3: some sort of fruit in it. or yeah, something. Fruit. I have That's been it. let down yeah. by one, but I was not here. Right. So yeah.
0: Not a So There's that. Exactly. I like this one though. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, sorry. You said this is a Bose, like a proper Bose, not like a B side, right? Uh, does it come with a food pairing thing? It does. Do you want to play the game? Let's play the we game. Haven't played it. Yeah. In a while. absolutely. So as Rob looks that up, let's go around talking about how we like this. Keegan, do you enjoy? Are I, you liking it? I do enjoy this. It's, huh? it's
2: it's it is citrusy and it really cuts into the the hops flavor that I dislike. <laughs> yep. <laughs> First of all, uh, just generally, but uh, it is nice, and uh, I find it interesting. There's an organic. Lime in it. I wonder if that makes a, a flavor difference. Organic everything.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, orange it's really peel, neat. lime peel. So it's uh, supposed to
2: be like a, a Mexican inspired beer, I guess, like with lime and salt and
0: that's that's my guess. Yeah, something in Spanish on the, it. The, no, the
1: zest of a classic margarita. Ah, uh, yeah.
0: Yes. So whatever groot is, it uh <clears throat> both both that I've tried seems taste. Almost like juice, like, but it's uh, it, it it's really good. So it goes down smoothly, and, and yeah, like you said, it's not uh, not hoppy, but yeah. uh, and and it actually I can pick out each of the things from the flavor profile. I can't always do that with some of the craft beer, but uh, wow. there's that. Marion, what do you think?
3: I really like it. Yeah, very easy drinking. I actually really like the salt you said there's yeah, salt yeah. in it yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's really nice you, you can
0: really pick it up yeah absolutely. exactly
3: i'm a big fan with group before i there's just something about when there's a fruity taste in beer that honestly kind of makes me feel ill but this doesn't do that <laughs> good, <laughs> so okay. this is really
1: good
2: good stuff i'm a fan all right yeah is there a scientific reason rob <clears throat> why beer and salt go well together like you know like you have beer and nuts or beer and burgers.
1: yeah yeah mm. there is
2: well Okay, oh, there it is. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> moving on.
1: They, they go well together mostly for marketing reasons because salt dehydrates you, makes you thirsty and want to drink see. more. Beer also does that, but mm. so pairing them together makes you want to drink more and Oh, Ooh. that's why they usually give you like free peanuts or free something salty, pretzels or something.
3: Mm. Oh, so having it in the beer makes you want to drink
1: more of the beer. Yeah. 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 It also it does like salt mm-hmm. the reason there's salt in stuff like it brings out flavor and yeah. it opens up your taste buds, but it's also it's mostly marketing. To make so you drink more,
0: we're going to have to binge this after this, after the show, or yeah, yeah, I need pick more. up more <laughs> Yeah, that's good. All right. Uh, do you, have, do you have the game set up or the site set up? Yeah, I do, yeah, yeah. All yeah. right. So, whenever we have a Bose beer, mm-hmm. what we try to do, uh, is we uh, refer to their website. So, Rob's going to do that and we take a guess as to what food would pair well with the beer. Okay. So, uh, do you want to? Do you want to t- take a stab at it first, or should I pass it over to Keegan?
3: I think I want to hear you guys first. Keegan, go ahead. <laughs> I'm draw some inspiration. So we're,
0: we're guessing <laughs> what Bose says for their yeah. pairing.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna guess that they paired this with um, nacho chips, um, like roasted corn on the cob, and a chihuahua. Yikes!
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Sensing uh, a theme there. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Tasty as the theme.
0: I guess. <laughs> uh, I, I was also going down the Mexican route. I was thinking quesadillas uh, mm-hmm. with uh, black beans. Okay. And that's it. Nothing else. Okay. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> feel
3: very unoriginal for following the <laughs> yeah. path of the Mexican cuisine. But like a taco, probably like a chicken taco, mm, I feel like, and okay. spicy. Mm.
2: Okay. Oh,
0: shoot. Yeah, we didn't say spicy. <laughs> oh, yeah. There we go. You got it. Uh, that's <laughs> nice. That, you're right. <laughs> it's got to be, right? Are uh, you, you going to guess, Rob? <laughs> are we No, I,
1: I read it and then remembered that I usually guess, but sometimes I don't. Um, I don't think any of you, I think the closest is just covering the spicy aspect. That would be the closest Darn. anyone came. Classic guest. Yes. So, <laughs> <That was wind. laughs> there are four dishes. One's, I guess, probably, I think a dessert, but I'd probably have to look it up. Uh, so there's a scallop ceviche with wow. chili and lime there, That's where the spice comes in the chili, mm-hmm. uh, seared albacore tuna with salsa verde. So a fish. And uh, any of those words. <laughs> <laughs> fish with green sauce. Okay. Great. Uh, <laughs> duck breast with preserved citrus and green olives. Mm, wow. That's
0: my second guess.
1: And uh, then a lime, lime curd tarts is the last one. I'm lime, not sure what that is. Lime
0: curd tarts.
1: But it sounds like it could be a dessert, but it also could be. I something think so. Else.
2: I think it's like the lemon and lemon meringue. Yeah. Yeah. It's mm. like that's curd. Mm.
3: Meringue mm. sounds a lot nicer than curd.
1: It <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Curd makes me think of like poutine or. Cheese. Yeah, that's true. Eh?
0: Yeah. Although now I'm liking it even more. Mm, <laughs> weird. That's probably just a cheese thing. Yeah. But let's move on. Uh, <laughs> so, Miriam, the, the way we like to uh, start the show is we like to learn a lot about the guests. Mm-hmm. So tell us a bit about uh, where you're from and, and how you got to Mealshare. And we'll jump into everything you do with Mealshare.
3: Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so I was born in Toronto. Okay. And then my family sort of worked its way up into the suburbs, as most Torontonian families okay. do, because sure. the houses downtown are, you know, you can't you can't afford to live there unless you want to live in a box, pretty much. Right. Even back in the day. So <laughs> slowly worked our way up. Um, I came to Ottawa for university because I've been in the French immersion program from the first grade and it was either staying in the greater Toronto area or coming here for school. Yep. And I desperately wanted to just live away from home. I love my parents. I love right. your mom and dad, if at any point. Th- I'm gonna honestly, if I share this on Facebook, my mom's gonna share it constantly with everyone. She's one <laughs> of those moms, so. will go viral. Yep, it's gonna, with the Persian community and the GTA, yeah. that's actually oh, wow. likely going to happen. So <laughs> <That's> <laughs> brace yourselves for that kind of celebrity. <laughs> that's Lots the target kebabs. audience, to be honest. Yeah, uh, makes, okay, <laughs> perfect, yeah. I'm your in, it's All gonna right. be fantastic. Awesome. Um, but yeah, then came to Ottawa. Uh, my parents wanted me to be a doctor. Um, I'm just not good at science or math. Fascinating. But I'm just not very good at it. So I loved English. Wanted to become a journalist. Ended up going into comms because it was the only program in French. Got into the co-op program so that my parents wouldn't think that I would go broke and not be able to find a job. Fell into marketing. Then after I graduated, did marketing jobs for some tech companies. And then heard about Mealshare very organically, actually. It was someone went to an event who I was friends with, shared about it on Twitter, I started following Mealshare, subscribed to their newsletter, and then they sent out an email saying, "Hey, we're looking for someone in Ottawa." And then, oh, nice. yeah, I LinkedIn creeped everybody, That's so I right added everyone way. on LinkedIn. <laughs> they actually missed my submission, so if I didn't do that, I wouldn't have gotten this oh, job today. So be key. aggressive, yes. Okay, you got to hustle. Always
2: dubious about LinkedIn, like I don't because mm-hmm. I know I I understand it's important in some sectors, mm-hmm. but in other sectors, obviously, like they they don't use it, you know, like in yeah. theater or. Or like, like teaching, for example, like we don't use LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. So, uh, right. But because you have it's like a, a process success story yeah. from LinkedIn or it, you find it useful. Do you still use it?
3: I still do use LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. It was a lot more successful and useful when I was doing marketing mm-hmm. and had more of a corporate job. Mm-hmm. The only reason why it helped at all with Mealshare is it wasn't just LinkedIn. I should clarify, I like added them on Twitter and followed them and uh, tweeted course, at them yeah. and yeah. did every, like the full <laughs> spectrum. You have yeah. to honestly, like okay. nowadays, you have to hustle so hard just to get noticed and through the crowd. So I yeah, did yeah. it by being creepy. Apparently, one of my current coworkers called me a keener and made fun of me a little bit, but <laughs> I'm working with him now, so it's fine. <laughs> You got it done. Um, But LinkedIn was just... How one of them finally got back to me, being like, "Hey, like we actually didn't see a submission from you," oh, and then great. I sent it to them there. But it depends on what you are doing. It's good yeah. for business to business work, for business to customer. Depends your customer bases. Are they business people? Do they work in the corporate world? Then get on LinkedIn. Otherwise, you don't really
2: right,
0: right. Write
3: it it yeah, does yeah. depend on the background entirely. Yeah. That makes
0: sense. Cool. So, for those that don't know, what is Mealshare?
3: Yeah. Ah, the elevator pitch. Yeah. Love this part. So Mealshare is uh, we're a national social enterprise, and we're on a mission to end youth hunger. So we you know it's a really big, lofty goal, but we do believe that it's possible to live in a world where youth hunger isn't a thing. When we think about the medical revolutions that have even happened today and other amazing things that have happened in the world, we don't think it's that crazy to think of a future where kids don't have to go hungry, um, even just starting in North America. We don't think this should be a reality starting in Canada, starting in Ottawa. This should not be a thing. Sure. So um, the two co-founders, Andrew and Jeremy, they have a really great story. I hope to one day have a story as great as theirs. But um, they graduated business school, had really great jobs with uh, accounting firms. Yep. And then one day they just quit their jobs and then started this nonprofit that they had thought about in the past. So turned out pretty great. Uh, we've been around for four years. We've provided over 1.5 million meals to youth in need. Wow. And we do it in partnership with local restaurants and charities. So when a restaurant becomes a meal share partner, they stick our logo, which is just like two plates and a fork going through it, um, on their menu or their board or chalkboard or whatever. And then whenever you see that item, you can order it. And by ordering it, you're actually helping feed youth in need. So it's like Tom's, the buy a shoe, a shoe is given. For instance, you buy a meal and it's not literally that meal that's given to youth in need, which is part of the confusion with. The messaging that we're working <laughs> on right now—they're uh, not going to get a steak. Although we would love it if we could all get steak. Right. Um, instead, a financial contribution is made to the local charities so that they can provide a meal to the youth that they're serving.
0: Interesting. Yeah. And is the final financial contribution of the same dollar value, or is it like a predetermined sort of scale? Or how? how does we that have work? a
3: predetermined scale. So sense. the national average of all our charity partners, how much it costs for them to provide a meal, yep. and then that amount is donated to our charity partner each time. Amazing. Because we want to be honest with our promise that it's literally one meal being provided so yeah. each time we bring on a new charity we ask them to tell us how much it costs for them to provide a meal and it's that average uh,
0: no okay yeah. that makes sense and you know you, you're speaking about how you know your the scope is either north america or canada or or, or ottawa mm-hmm. uh what was you are you aware of what, what was your original scope and 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 is the scope in, in fact north america right now
3: Well, right now we are across Canada and we just launched in Austin, Texas. Well, not I keep saying just, but it's been uh, since December that we launched there. Okay. So right now we are starting in Canada, slowly growing in the United States. The dream is to one day be able to have this model exist around the world. It's super easy. It's simple. It's straightforward. The reason why we've had so much success in four years is because for restaurants, it's an easy way to give back. And for charities, it's an easy way to get the almighty dollar, which is what they need more than donations at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. um but uh even in north america itself we are working on steady growth before expanding anywhere else we believe in going slow and steady we do still call ourselves a startup but we don't believe in using the you know typical sexy idea of what a startup should be doing, which is just growing in a huge burst and then right. taking out a bunch of loans and then taking mm-hmm. a massive risk sure. because we're working with people who need our support. So we're yes. working with kids who are going hungry mm-hmm. and we want to be able to give the charities that support them a sustainable funding source. So yeah. sustainability right. goes hand in hand with stability. And to do that, we grow slowly or, well, relatively slowly. Again, the support is there because our model works. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the ideal is soon we'll be all over Canada, soon we'll be all over the States and then we'll make our way to the rest of the world as they're prepared to take this model on.
0: Interesting.
2: So MealShare is essentially connecting restaurants with with charities. Is that correct? Exactly.
3: Yeah. Uh, We serve as a bit of a middleman, Mm -hmm. but we also provide marketing services for the restaurants too.
2: Oh, right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Can you, uh, so I think this is great. And I know I go to places like, I just saw it at Pure Kitchen. Yeah. Pure Mm -hmm. Kitchen. it's very, very cool. Um, I imagine it must be, you know, not a hard sell, but, it, you know, anytime you are going to a business looking for donations or to partner with them, there, there must be some pushback or some, uh, like, how do you, how do you sell this idea to maybe a new restaurant or?
3: Yeah, um, definitely there is. I wouldn't even say pushback. It's just they are approached by so many people all the time. Mm -hmm. Restaurants, you just approach them for gift cards, raffles, exactly everything. Mm -hmm. The really amazing thing about the community in Ottawa, so the food community, be it restaurants or bakers or delis or butchers, Mm -hmm. is because we're such a small community, Ottawa is the city, like we have the resources of a city, but we feel like a small town. So... So many of the restaurants know each other. So many of the farmers know each other. So many of them work hand in hand. And a lot of the time, the restaurants are already doing stuff to give back to the community. Mm -hmm. So when we approached some of the restaurants, like Pure Kitchen, um, I met with the manager, Caitlin, there. And it was one of the easiest meetings I've ever had. It was really awesome. Reached out to them on social media. You become a bit of a social media creep when you're working in this type of <laughs> yeah, thing. was so. like, hey, because the managers are just so busy. So if the social media person engages with it and it gets good traction, they'll meet with you. Mm-hmm. So I met up with Caitlin And while I was telling her about what we're doing, she's like, "Hey, I looked into it. This sounds great. We want to do it. Like, we want to give back. This is just an easy way for us to keep giving back." And it's surprising how many restaurants actually have that reaction. Where once we explain it to them, yeah, it's Mm -hmm. the model simple. They're like, "Yeah, we're already doing so much. This is a really great way for us to streamline the impact, see it firsthand. You guys Mm -hmm. send us numbers. We get a volunteer, so it's perfect." (laughs) Um, The difficulty is more so in explaining the social enterprise arm of what we're doing because we are providing marketing services to the restaurants that come on board mm-hmm. and we are asking for long-term partnerships. So it's yeah. not a traditional model. Each month, they, each month they send us donations. We bring them out to volunteer. We help them coordinate events. We promote them on social media. We do news stories. We talk about them on a podcast. So yeah, yeah we provide them with value that way. So it's, um, Ottawa has been very good with the generosity of the restaurateurs, but as with, I think many cities and organizations and businesses, it's still, we're still at a learning curve in understanding the social enterprise model. So okay. I think once we hit a point where people are comfortable with it and it doesn't make them uneasy, it'll be easier for us to grow too. And our growth is already great. So I'm excited to see mm-hmm. that expand even more.
2: And how many Mealshare partners do you have in Ottawa?
3: We have over 30 now. Ooh. Yeah, oh, that's great. it's been really, really, we had the largest number of restaurants to actually join at our first launch. Yeah. which was incredible. We had 10 come in right away, which yes. is wow. really, really huge. And we've tripled in our last year, which is really great. Yeah, that's awesome. that's yeah.
1: awesome. Absolutely. I'm, I'm kind of intrigued. Like I, I love the idea and I, I know I've yeah. seen a couple of restaurants that, that have this. Um, <coughs> what do you think more in general about the concept the or the thought that this should have already been a thing? Like this should have already been a government program. Like kids shouldn't go hungry in general. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you you see that when it comes to, like, I know um, I was reading that uh, the Ontario Liberals have promoted this expansion of OHIP, called OHIP Plus, where they're looking at giving any prescription drugs for kids under 18, just providing them, covering it. Okay. What do you think about that? Like, more generally, just the idea of having kids be able to, you know, survive, get what they need mm-hmm. without having, even if their parents' families can't necessarily pay for it.
3: Yeah. I think that is that is a very good question. And I do think that it's a really large question yeah. for me to answer at once. I, I so that's, so that's bear with my response. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That, that is exactly why yeah. I got involved. It's a little ridiculous that in cities like Ottawa and in cities like Toronto, Montreal, Vancouver, Calgary, we have kids that are starving. Yeah. And I think part of the problem in addressing that Part of the issue in addressing the problem that we're talking about is there isn't a single solution. Um, I believe that the government should be creating circumstances where everyone has the same access to the resources that they need to succeed. But I don't believe that the government is necessarily always going to have the best solution for these problems. So in answering your question, I would say that we need to engage more of the nonprofits, charities, even some businesses that are doing work to deal with this problem. Problem and figure out what the best practices are. Yeah. Part of the problem is that a lot of new charities crop up and a lot of new organizations crop up and they do a great job at working well together. But a lot of the time we need to seek funding from businesses and the government and they don't necessarily want to work together. Obviously, it makes sense. Competition yeah, yeah, is healthy. Yeah. It's necessary and I'm all for it. But then it's a matter of how do we get the people who work on the policy end within government, within these businesses, even if it's a food business, so they know the habits of people, and then these other nonprofits who have all of this data about the people who come to them, and how do we combine that with the people who are doing programming, so people who are actually enacting social enterprises, people who might not necessarily want to work with the academics and the policy people, how do we get them to work better together? That's what I think based on the things I've seen that could be the best solution. I've spoken with people from Causeway for example, and I asked a gentleman who works there, what's the biggest barrier when it comes to people living under the line of poverty? I-, I feel like it's hunger, but that's because of my work. Yeah, yeah, of course. And he actually said it's uh pay, people getting pay. It's there there are jobs out there, but people can't hold a stable income. So then With what he's saying, the solution to youth hunger would actually be, how do we make sure that we have enough stable long-term jobs that aren't precarious, where people are getting the benefits they need? And then that just opens up a whole other can of worms, so it's nuts. But I think the important thing right now is we need to be aware of the organizations that are doing great work. We need to see how we can support them in getting the finances they need to do what they're doing. And I think social enterprise is one of the best ways to do that, because... Business is the best way to make money. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So how can we apply the models that these great companies are using to make money to help nonprofits? And that's why so many nonprofits in the city right now are coming up with social enterprises within their charities to sustain themselves, which is just incredible. These people are so innovative. Like Operation Come Home has so many social enterprises. So does Causeway. So do the Boys and Girls Club. So... I think that might be part of the solution. So social enterprises, I think, can make an impact. And I think figuring out how we can get the policy people and the program people to come together.
1: Sure.
3: I hope that answered your question.
0: That was a really great of. answer. They, yeah. I thought about it, it a lot. Clearly, yeah, clearly <laughs> yeah, I, I about care about, it. about this a lot, obviously. So thank you for yeah. that, by the way. All right. Yeah. I feel like you are out of breath right now.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I get really excited about this stuff.
0: (laughs) Uh, And I love it. So we're going to give you a bit of a break and we're going to jump to a segment. What do you want to do, Keegan?
2: This is Classic Ottawa. It's our news segment. And um, in it, we talk about the news that is happening in Ottawa.
1: We need to like script an intro for you. (laughs) Not just repeating yourself. We should record it, maybe. Yeah, yeah
2: um here's some news stories ottawa police held a speeding bliss this sunday and gave out over a thousand tickets incidentally i heard that's what simple plan is doing to boost their attendance when <laughs> they come to town next month <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to google <laughs> I, spent, oh I spent uh, uh 10 you, seconds writing that joke and five minutes finding the right band yeah <laughs> you <joke>. found <laughs> it <laughs> yeah Sweet. i'm glad Two men sustained minor injuries this weekend when their sea dews crashed into each other on a lake near Ottawa. Friends of the victims described the men as joyful, caring, and totally sober. (laughs) (laughs) A federal judge is considering lowering the legal blood alcohol limit for drivers from 0.08% to 0.05%. I can see the effects of the reform now. Sorry, dude. Give me your keys. You look like you you have a blood alcohol content of (laughs) 0.06%. Oh, my gosh. It's just like a classic party you go <laughs> <get> to. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> a herd of cows stopped traffic on the 401 for an hour last weekend after fleeing from a nearby farm. Police aren't sure how the cows escaped, but they did find one with a map of the surrounding area tattooed on her udder.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, i got some good reactions on this oh one. God. <laughs> and finally, retired Red Black Henry Burris angered fans this weekend when he scrutinized the team's mm-hmm. leadership core. Many agreed that the former quarterback should be more diplomatic, respectful, mm-hmm. and even mannered, like all other professional football players.
1: <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs>
2: yeah, it seems to make a joke. That's, that's fire! <laughs> yeah, i so never meet a Red Black. That's great. <laughs> yeah, that's great. And that's the news
0: this week in Ottawa. All right, back to you, Amon. I'm going to start doing nice. that. Nice, That's, that's yeah, not bad. That new studio. All right. <laughs> So uh, switching gears a bit, uh, we've talked a lot about, uh, you know, food in a sense of meal share. Mm-hmm. But let's just talk about food in Ottawa as well. So what are some restaurants you, you enjoy going to?
3: Oh, my gosh. The list is endless. And I'm, I'm <laughs> thinking to not specifically talk about some that I've maybe talked about too much. On any other public platform. <laughs> 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 all right, <laughs> all right, that's right 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 around. Like, I guess oh, yeah. I'm getting so much good press for some of them. Um, so the Wellington gastropub. I just moved to Wellington West. Okay. Um, and that restaurant is just so good. Their burger is so delicious. I love burgers. Okay. I do. Um so the meat is just so juicy. A lot of the times, you know how a burger I think can either be good because the toppings are amazing or it can be good because the patty's good. Yeah, they yeah, do sure. both. Like they've got everything totally wow. covered. Yeah. All right. Petit Bills also has really fantastic burgers.
0: What's that, sorry? Petit
3: Bill's Bistro. It's also on Wellington. How oh, is that? Also fantastic. I don't know. I'm just right. going to go on a tangent with the burgers. Go I'm do, your do your thing. Sutherland, have you guys been there? It's on Beachwood. So they're also joining us shortly, and they also have one of the juiciest patties. Hmm. Um, Warren Sutherland is the owner of the place, and I believe he's one of the co founders of the Piggy Market, which is right. also one of the biggest like butchers in Ottawa and sure. their food is so freaking amazing nice. as well uh, and the patty there is the juiciest of all of them I've got to say theirs is, his is like the one at the Sutherland is mm. the juiciest patty
0: you're taking notes from? Oh, yeah. so yeah the burgers mean, are all amazing <laughs> <laughs> and
3: that's burgers and West. fries forever is also so good can't go wrong but with that's okay. their sauces are unreal I know the they are very, very say, good oh my god After I went there once, I went there three times in a row. (laughs) I'm really embarrassed, actually, and now I just said it
2: on a podcast. (laughs) Now
0: everybody knows. That's all right. But they're they're fantastic. They have a new one now,
2: right? In the market,
3: what? What? They're on Dalhousie, yeah. uh, Also a partner. What's that? They're also hey, a partner. Oh, that's I Actually, annoying. all of them are partners. Nice. I'm not doing that on purpose. I just, yeah, I just eat there so much. It's uh-huh. <laughs> such a coincidence. Oh, my God. That
0: really worked out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, that's not bad. And, and, you know, while on the subject of Ottawa, how long have you been in the city again? Five years now. Five years.
3: Yeah, six years, actually. Okay. Yeah.
0: So, of, the, of your six years here, what are some of the highlights, uh, you know, either like events that have <laughs> happened or just places that you've seen?
3: So after my first year of university when we were speaking before these lovely microphones mm, were put yes. directly in front of my face, yep. um, we uh, I mentioned that I did not have a very good experience in my first year of university, mm-hmm. living on residence at the University of Ottawa. And I just hated the city. I thought everyone was horrible. I assumed it was a tiny town with just mean people. <laughs> I'm like, I'm never coming back. But then my very good friend who I was living with, her father bought a place downtown here, okay. assuming that we wanted to stay. So we said, you know what, we'll give it another semester next Next year, um, we ended up living on Elgin Street, actually. Okay. Really, really close. Yep. Um, Elgin and Argyle. Yeah. And she's actually still there and um after our first week i just fell in love with ottawa i started i'm an artist and i love going out dancing and to gigs so all of a sudden we would just run into people we'd look up a show we're like what's happening on elgin street we found the manx and i was like oh, how did yeah. right how does something that cool exist there and yeah. it's just like it's fantastic totally. and it's still a hidden gem yep. everything's a hidden gem in this city i firmly believe that yep. and going exploring meeting people while we were out the bulk of of my friends are people that I met outside of school. I haven't really stayed in touch with people from there. So um, that one of the most exciting and interesting experiences I had after moving was one, just falling in love with Ottawa. And two, I used to like going out to raves. So that okay. was a weird yeah. thing to like find out in Ottawa is there is a huge electronic dance music scene in this city.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's I, I massive.
3: Did not know that. It is ridiculous. There are really good artists from the UK and the US who've come here, and I've seen them for $15 at Babylon. Babylon. It's insane. Yeah, it's nuts. So that was something I was really into for a year. Okay. And then I stopped wanting to go out that much. It oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. just at some point when you hear it over, and I went to a music festival in Europe that was all electronic music. Right. And right. after I came back, I'm like, I can't listen to this anymore. <laughs> I heard it every single day. Okay. Um, so that was one of the one of my highlights of Ottawa was finding that out. And I'm like, if this city has a rave community, there's yeah. got to be more out there too. And then I fell into the food community and the art community. Everything. Cool. Okay, they're there. So
0: you're that, that that that's awesome. Uh, so you mentioned you're an artist. Yes. What uh, what type of art?
3: I've been playing the piano since I was very young, classically. Um, I also took art classes for five years when I was very young, and I'm actually uh, launching an Etsy shop this week, so this worked out. I didn't oh. even think of mentioning this, but yeah, I'm <laughs> starting to sell some <laughs> prints of my sketches. And, uh, I took dance classes for a while while I was younger and I was in theater in high school, but I yeah. mostly would call myself a visual artist now and okay. the piano, I play the songs that I can remember, but I'm sure. but, a fancy musician. Or anything
0: oh, like that. that's okay. So, you know, being a visual artist, can mm-hmm. you speak to a bit of the, the visual arts scene in, in Ottawa? It's huge. It is as it well. It really is. Right?
3: There are so okay. many independent galleries here. Yeah. Even um, along Beechwood, there's a gallery called Crichton Gallery. So it's yeah. on Crichton Street. It's okay. a really sweet, small spot. And my boyfriend and I, we used to live um, near Saint Laurent Montreal Road. Yeah. We would go down Beechwood a lot, and he heard about the gallery opening, and we walked in there, and all of the artists who had their work put up be it photography, mixed media, sketching, or painting were just sitting there. Oh. And they were like oh. in a space the size huh. of this room, literally. So yeah. you'd have to like walk past them. and then they just walk up and be like oh yeah you have any questions about my art and i'd be like yeah how did you do this and then they would just explain it to you and it's amazing it's the friendliness of this city
0: see i feel like i would get intimidated by that
3: really yeah. but it's so exciting talk
0: about the art in front of the artist
3: really oh but they're so they were so nice and friendly really? i don't know they're not like wearing like all white and they're dark shades
0: oh just, that's like, what i'm picturing right now no <laughs> that's, that's it's just absolutely. the typical
3: like Ottawa person like probably wearing yoga pants look like they just got off a bike or something okay, okay. <laughs> wearing a like, sweater or some colorful scarf or something and they're yeah. just like yeah, like if you have any questions, let me know. And okay. it was awesome. And they had like really affordable small cards. I can't oh. afford the paintings right now, but yeah, I can get yes. prints of them. Yeah, so they're yeah, like five well. ten bucks. So that's easy enough. Yeah, there's a lot of little galleries like that all over the city too.
0: So for any visual artist that might be listening mm-hmm. or or watching, yeah, uh what you know, what are the some of the top places for them to check out, or how do how do you get in in touch with? the community as yeah.
3: it were? Um, to get in touch with the community, literally just reach out to the owners of galleries and find out when their next event is, yep. who are some of the artists that recently reached out to them, if they're looking to exhibit, how they can exhibit their art. I even walked into a couple of them. I have a friend who's a photographer as well, and she's finally going to be doing an exhibit. Um, she's incredible. And I just walked into Cube Gallery on Wellington, and I asked them, like, hey, so I have a friend who's interested. And she's like, yeah, hey, just send an email to us. Like, the guy who owns the place checks them out. And I'm like, that's insane that as an (laughs) artist who's just starting you can send an email to the owner of a pretty prominent gallery in the city and they'll review it and they'll probably get back to you because Mm -hmm. it's ottawa so that's one of the ways and Businesses and cafes and small little shops in the city love being able to showcase an artist's work. They love being to be the first person to showcase someone's art and sell it there too. Yeah, it gives customers something to do there. There's a cafe that just opened called Art House Cafe, for example. Their walls are just covered with art. Like you walk in and it's wall to wall, ceiling to floor, wow. everywhere. It's where, beautiful. Where is it? I don't know if it's exactly on Somerset, but if you look up Art House Cafe. Oh, it's art House,
0: yes. It it's Art it, house, it, it's Somerset yeah. and uh, and Bay. Yeah, that's it's an incredible. awesome spot. That's they're very, actually very they're cool.
3: accepting submissions right now too, so yeah. and, well, and they have also so have merchandise too.
0: I saw some t shirts yeah. that are at least some of them were Ottawa based, which is kinda exactly cool. and they're uh they even have kombucha on tap. Mm-hmm. I saw that. And now they're licensed as well, which is kind of cool.
3: It's amazing. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And then, yeah, you're right. There are a few places. Arlington 5 is one that comes to mind. Yeah. Uh, Atomic Rooster is another one that yes. comes to mind. I can't believe cool. I didn't
3: mention that. Yeah, yeah of course. Sure. So there's okay. a lot of spots. Mm-hmm.
0: Not bad. Mary, your jo- part of your job is marketing.
3: Yes.
2: What do you th- And we try to market ourselves on this podcast. What do you think about this marketing plan? Okay. oh <laughs> <laughs> I paint a series of paintings. Okay. That is different variations of our logo, mm-hmm. and then we put them up in different cafes for sale, mm-hmm. like a thousand dollars, so it never gets sold. Okay, but it stays.
1: Oh, said, interesting. What? On
2: the on the, <laughs> on the wall.
1: I get what you're putting down here. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: that's an interesting idea. Uh, is there ethics
2: in marketing? <laughs> I guess is my question. <laughs> I'm not going to answer that question.
3: I'm not going to avoid <laughs> no comment no comment on that part Love Um, it. but that that could work I would definitely give some sort of card so that when people mm. ask why is this a thousand dollars and what right. is it yeah, they can be like yeah. here you go for so yeah. while they're inter- <laughs> that too yeah, yeah. while they're interested they'll automatically have more information about it because after five seconds if they read it and no one explains what it is they're just going to walk All away right, right. right. so yeah. All right. It's, it's an idea it is an idea it's an idea, an idea for sure yeah. you could even ask like local artists to design something for you and then be like, Oh, we'll Mm. put it up for you. We'll reach out to the galleries ourselves, but you know, it's time, time and effort Mm. at your end. They might want you to actually sell it. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs)
2: Yeah, There you go. Exactly.
0: (laughs) All right. Keegan, you have a game? I do. All right.
2: (laughs) Uh, I have a game, you know, we're talking about, uh, youth hunger and food in general. So I thought we would play a game called hungry, hungry facts. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I'm going (laughs) to do some, uh, It's a quiz show and it will be team. I'm going to hold this so Amon doesn't cheat. (laughs) It's going to be team Ottawa. So these two guys Mm -hmm. versus team guests, you'll be representing team guests. Okay. Okay. uh, Team guests, you want to go first or second? I'll go first. Okay. The first question, what approximately, what is the global percentage of malnourished children?
3: I said no stats. This is a stat. (laughs) Approximately. (laughs) Uh, Oh my gosh. Malnourished children. Is it fifteen percent?
2: It is very, very close to that. So that's a point. A point for Team. <laughs> Wait, what was the answer? Twenty-five uh, percent.
1: That is right. that is relatively close. Relatively, relatively close, close. Yeah. considering close the scope sake. of the question. Yeah. Sure.
2: Okay. Hungry fact for you guys, Team Ottawa. What, uh, what is the Hungarian term for hangover?
1: Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I mean, you you spoke Hungarian for like 18 months, right? Uh, yeah, ago? you yeah. know what? I think it's Groot. Groot? Yeah.
2: Groot as incorrect. It's Max Skajaj. That was close. Wow. The Skajaj is <laughs> silent. Skajaj. He, he had it.
3: <laughs> and,
2: uh... Uh, okay. One nothing so far for team guest. Woo! Well. Okay. <laughs> team guest. um How many cities is Mealshare in?
3: Seven major cities.
2: Seven major cities says right there, seven cities. Yep, <laughs> absolutely. Excellent. See, I don't I just let the guest win. They have yeah, to know yeah. the facts. <laughs> and she got it. Seven. That is two, nothing. Team Ottawa here. Uh, this is your question mm-hmm. for the comeback. Uh, what is the capital
0: of Hungary? Is not it Budapest? I, I, I want to say that, yeah.
2: It is Budapest.
0: <laughs> why would and you guys, know that? Why would you not? <laughs>
2: All right. Two to one. Wow. That's like the closest it's ever been.
3: Oh, two to exciting. one
2: for Team Guest. The last question, Team Guest, what year was Mealshare launched?
3: 2013.
2: That is correct. Three to one. The pause. We have- <laughs> that's how long it takes me to read yeah. four <laughs> Uh, okay, Team uh, Ottawa, I'll give you an easy one. I'll give you like a fact and you just fill in the blank. Mm. How about that? So you just have to fill in one blank. Sure. Hungarians are the most heavily taxed people in the world at an average of blank of their annual income. S-
1: I want to say around 65. I was
2: thinking 60, but 65. 60? I'm going to average it, 62.5. Sure. Yeah. That's incorrect. It's
0: 38.3%. That's the highest? That's know, that doesn't sound right, right? That doesn't oh. sound Canadians right. Canadians get taxed more than that, depending on your bracket.
3: Oh, maybe it's an average. Oh, average, I guess, yes.
0: I don't know. Let's do a BuzzFeed. <laughs> Anyways, that's the... <laughs> <laughs> that's how we play. play. Yeah, let's do a <laughs> BuzzFeed.
3: Hungry, hungry you lose. <laughs> I'm excited <laughs> I won. Yeah, and oh, geez. congratulations. I'm pretty yes. happy.
0: Uh, do we have the record?
2: Oh, for keep... like uh, consecutive losses for
0: Team Ottawa what? I was going to say, like, Guest versus Ottawa, but I guess it's the same thing. Uh, it's like a million. They've never
1: won. <laughs> no, we oh. have not. Oh, yeah. oh that's so, so sad. That's our, yeah, Brutal. <laughs> <laughs> we came close this time. That's considering true. It's not relative bad. Relative to all the Not other bad.
0: Not bad. Miriam, you mentioned seven <laughs> cities. Yes. Uh, what are the seven cities in which Meal Share has, uh, you know, Representation.
3: See if I can get all of them. Um, I know we're in Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver, Victoria, Toronto, Montreal, and Ottawa. Yeah. Nice okay, going. Nice. So there. All right. Thanks, guys.
0: <laughs> it's all <laughs> yeah. bad. That's that's awesome. And then you said Austin.
3: Yes, is... and Austin in the United States. Okay,
0: very cool. Okay, not bad. So we've run up on time, believe it or not. It kind of flies by. Mm-hmm. But uh I want to give you a chance to promote <laughs> uh, anything you want to promote, but mm. I imagine it's... All things related to meal share, but if it's anything else, yeah. now's your chance.
3: Um, it is going to be greatly related to meal share. I do love my job, and the reason is because of the impact that it's making. So we do have kids in Ottawa that are going hungry, they desperately need our help, and rather than trying to reinvent the wheel or go out of your way to volunteer, although that is amazing and we should all try to, you know, put in some time to do that when we can. All people have to do to help the amazing charities that we're partnered with in Ottawa is go to one of our restaurant partners and order a meal share item and mention to them that they're going there for meal share. It makes a huge difference. The restaurants get super excited. And by literally ordering something that you would probably get anyways, because these restaurants are incredible, you're literally helping feed a kid in our city, which is pretty amazing. So Mm -hmm. that would be the biggest thing. And if a restaurant is out there and listening to this and they want to learn more, I'm a one woman team. They know my face. There they can go. find me. Yep. I will probably find them if they just send me an email or something. <laughs> sure. That'll be much less creepy than a random person <laughs> confronting me on the street. That's fair. Um, yeah. So that'll be it. We're we're so, doing great stuff and we need their help.
0: So, sorry, website again is?
3: www.mealshare.ca
0: And uh, email?
3: Mariam at mealshare.ca. Okay. And that's M-A-R-I-A-M.
0: Okay. Right. And we'll link that on our site as well. And... Uh, I, was, I was skimming through the Mealshare site. One thing that I thought was kind of cool is that on the About Us page, mm-hmm. you don't have pictures of what you look like today. Yeah. You have like childhood pictures, <laughs> oh, right? Yeah. So that's it really fun. really cute. <laughs> was there an idea behind that? I was just like, this is just something that. Oh Well, you know, youth cute.
3: hunger. Yeah, so makes sense. So that Pictures makes sense. of us yeah, as kids yeah. eating food. Mm-hmm. We okay. were lucky enough to be able to have enough food right. on our plate. So yeah, we want to show what we want all of the kids in the world to be able to experience. I Great. love that. That's Man. really
0: cool uh
1: rob where can the listeners find us listeners can head to ottawa they can also find us on twitter at ottawa podcast and just searching ottawa on facebook be able to watch facebook live videos that we are doing now until someone says i don't want to be broadcast live just (laughs) probably keegan yeah
2: (laughs) all
0: right uh keegan any uh any last words
2: yes i want to uh, promote uh a new podcast i'm listening to called off book uh it's a bunch of comedians oh in la <laughs> and they improvise a musical every oh. week and it's so so good
0: it's crazy
1: okay i really Amazing. thought he was gonna say a new podcast i'm doing yeah.
0: <laughs> all right that's cool uh and finally uh I guess, yeah we're taking a couple weeks off eh
1: yeah we are taking one, one additional week, so rather than doing a two week, one week off, there's two weeks off. That's Bond right. is going on vacation, but the real reason is I'm also going on vacation <laughs> for, we, for two we, weeks. We
0: can make this work without you, but we don't want to.
1: Well, all right,
0: good luck. So there's nice. That. Yeah, that's it.
2: <laughs> and my roommate had a baby as well. So
0: your we'll wife, <laughs> uh, my wife. <laughs> yeah, there alleged, you go. Alleged. Wife. My,
1: my roommate had my baby. <laughs>
0: there
2: you go. God. Yeah, that's great.
0: So we'll be back on. Is it August 31st? We'll be our next. Like we're. I podcast, assume you've podcast? checked
1: that. I, I haven't verified that Something date. Whatever I'm two weeks
0: from now is. There two it is. Two weeks. All right.
1: Three <laughs> <weeks>. <laughs> There it is.
0: <laughs> Great. So if you're not confused already, uh, well, I'll just stop anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Miriam, you have the final word. Just say Ottawa, what and we'll cut the podcast.
3: Okay. Ottawa. what?